0: You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can find all of our content at our Facebook page that is back and working. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, find us on Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get Apple Podcasts, wherever you get music or podcasts. You will find Locked On Packers, and anytime you want to hit us up at the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that at 920-341-3775. It is Thursday, which means scouting report for the Detroit Lions, and last week I, I had Matthew Fairburn on to discuss the Buffalo Bills, and one of the reasons why I had so many guests last week was Buffalo is... a a very uncommon opponent for the Packers. The Detroit Lions are not. And so my guess is most of you recognize most of the faces and names on this Detroit Lions team. And not much, really, not materially speaking, has changed in the offseason. Matt Patricia is the new head coach. And as you heard yesterday, if you listened to Crossover Wednesday with Matt Derry, this defense does not do much creatively. They don't create pressure in exotic ways the way Mike Pettin does. Um, they're basically going to line up and try and out-execute you. And that's very similar to the way that Green Bay runs its offense. We're going to get to some of the question marks uh, in this matchup in a little bit. Before we do, I, I want to get to the the injury report that came out yesterday. So Kevin King is back practicing in full um, that that bodes really well for his availability on Sunday, which Green Bay is going to need because Jair Alexander is still dealing with that groin injury that, that kept him out of part of the second half against Buffalo. And Alexander is the kind of speedy, nimble corner that Green Bay could really use against Marvin Jones and Golden Tate. So not having him would, would mean Green Bay would have to get a little bit more creative. But having Kevin King, a big fast cornerback who as long as he's not biting on double moves can absolutely turn and run with these receivers along with Tremon Williams and Josh Jackson who can play in the slot. I bet he'll see a lot of of Golden Tate in the slot. And although he is not the most nimble or agile corner, he is big, he is physical at the line of scrimmage. He's shown that. He's still a little grabby Ben Fennel at the Athletic Uh, Wrote about that. He's a little grabby at the top of routes, which is a pretty common thing for college cornerbacks because the rules are different in college. You can make contacts down the field before the ball is thrown, so it's a little more common for corners to play more physically at the top of routes, which means right before the receiver breaks. Um, That is when Jackson gets his hand on a little bit, and teams are going to try and take advantage of that Because he gets a little grabby, maybe they go double move, and at the very least, you can get him on a holding call. That's something that Green Bay is going to have to keep an eye on in this game, and it's something that that we're going to have to monitor in terms of the health of Jair Alexander, because if he can play, Green Bay would have a fully healthy secondary against a team uh, for whom that is imperative, because they do have quality weapons. On the other side of the ball, Devontae Adams popped up on the injury report with a calf injury. It doesn't seem like that's going to be serious, but when you look at it in context, there are some reasons to be concerned about the the playmakers on this offense because Randall Cobb is still not practicing. Geronimo Allison is in concussion protocol. And Jimmy Graham didn't practice on Wednesday. Now he didn't practice the week before. It sounds like that's maintenance on the knee. But for a guy who has a multi-year deal and a guy that the Packers are paying a lot of money to be a focal point in this offense. Some of these nagging injuries, this is already a bad sign early in the season for the Packers as they move forward and look at what this offense is going to look like in a very important game against a division rival. So we expect Aaron Rodgers to practice today. We expect him to practice on Saturday. He's going to continue to rehab during the week until the knee is is much closer to 100%. And that's what the Packers should want. But it would be nice to have a little bit more practice time with Aaron Rodgers to get everyone on the same page. Luckily, it looks like Brian Bulaga is out of the woods with his injury. Byron Bell, who was good enough uh, against Buffalo, uh, against a, a much better defensive interior, frankly, uh, than, than Detroit has. Uh, we're going to talk about that when we look at the specific scouting report. But it, this is not, you know, the, the, the Lions defensive front that has Nick Fairley uh, in Indomitian Sue, It's just not that kind of defense. And so Green Bay doesn't have to worry about starting Byron Bowell. He can just do enough. And Green Bay should have an opportunity to be effective in this game. Offensively, they need to get on the same page. And Aaron Rodgers spoke about it at his locker on Wednesday. Uh, said that he felt like he and McCarthy had a very strong relationship. That communication is important. And that they have the ability to be upset, talk about it, and then hug it out. Those were, those were his words. And I think Aaron understood that he spoke out of frustration. Hopefully that's all it is. Uh, it seems like they are working to get on the same page. That was exactly the report that Ian Rappaport had uh, for the NFL Network on Wednesday. So I don't think this is anything to, to cause concern for now, but the offense hasn't played since all of this happened. If they go out and and let's say, you know, lay an egg, maybe that tension rises a little bit. And and if they struggle again against San Francisco, and then, you know, they go to LA off the bye week, if they get boat raced because they can't score points in LA, that's when the tensions could really start to bubble over. And so, what this team needs is a good offensive performance on Sunday, not just because that's probably what they're going to need to win the game. But because it would be an important stepping stone for this team from a culture standpoint, especially between the two cultural touchstones really of this franchise. I mean, Mike McCarthy sets the tone for the entire organization, really. And Aaron Rodgers is at the at worst 1B in that regard. And, you know, there earlier in his career, there had been discussions about. Does he have the leadership skills you need? Is he accountable? Well, he said Wednesday, look, I have to play better. We all have to play better, and it starts with me. He took that on himself, and I think you you can see it, and you can hear it when you when you listen to players talk about him and, and his impact on this team. The young players on this team look up to him. It seems like he has gone out of his way to do a lot of the things that Brett Favre never did with Aaron and really never did with any of the young receivers to try and mentor them and help them get better, because look, Rodgers understands he needs these young players to come through. He might need Marquez Valdez Scantling and Jamon Moore to play snaps on Sunday. In fact, uh, Jamon Moore said he feels like he's practicing better and he's really, he's really starting to figure things out. Aaron Rodgers agreed. And when Geronimo Allison went out of the game last Sunday, the guy that replaced the third receiver, Marquez Valdez Scantling, moved a lot into the slot, and Jamon Moore played on the outside. He also played in the slot a little bit too. That's something that he can do. What Green Bay needs is for Rodgers to have some level of confidence in those guys. Now we're gonna we're gonna get into the specific matchups there and why this might actually be a good week for Green Bay, if there is ever such a thing to need to rely on you know, maybe your running backs a little bit more, maybe your tight ends a little bit more, maybe your number one receiver a little bit more. We're going to get into that a little bit later, but I want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Remember, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, which is why I tell you all the time about MyBookie.ag. AG, they've been in business for years, have great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. They have live in-game betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Right now, MyBookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar with that first deposit and when you use the promo code locked 25 they'll give you an additional $25 in free play so if you go to my bookie right now enter the promo code locked 25 they'll give you a dollar for dollar deposit bonus on that first grand and then an additional $25 in free play today's show is also brought to you by swap.com isn't it crazy how much we pay for new brand name clothes Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes? There is. It's called Swap.com, the world's largest consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to store after store and sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with easy to use filters and find just what you need. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. And with Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail prices on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. I have a special offer for my listeners. Get 35% off. Select items with your first order with promo code locked on, plus, find new deals every day on swap.com's homepage. 35% off. Select items for your first order with promo code locked on. All right, let's get into the Detroit Lions offense because this is really uh, where the Lions absolutely have to play their best in order to win this game. And that seems a little strange. They are the home team, but this defense just hasn't played well enough to consistently keep them in games. In fact, it has consistently failed them uh, in in the game on Sunday when they needed a stop against the Dallas Cowboys, a, a really bad offense. They couldn't get one. And the 49ers lit them apart. And even Sam Darnold had his way with this defense. Now, Quandre Diggs may not play, and Ziggy Ansa may not play. That's two of their best defensive players. But here's the thing about the offense it also hasn't been very good. They're 21st in DVOA, which is defense adjusted value over average. For people who are either new to the show or new to Football Outsiders, uh, defense-adjusted value over average is uh, an opponent-adjusted efficiency metric. It's one of my favorites. I will consistently refer to it on the show. Um, The the Detroit Lions offense is just 21st and 20th throwing the ball and 15th running the ball. So they're they're really not performing well enough consistently to win these games, but they do have – a very talented group of receivers, and that starts with Marvin Jones and Golden Tate, one of the best one-two duos in football. I would expect to see uh, Kevin King and Tremon Williams on the field whenever those guys are, and Kenny Galladay. Um, you know, I think Josh Jackson would be a really good matchup for him. I think Jair Alexander, if he's healthy, can run with Galladay. Kenny Galladay is turning himself into a bona fide star player in the league with his explosive ability, his big play ability. He's big, he's strong, and he can flat out run. So Green Bay has to be concerned about getting beat over the top against this offense. Now, the Lions' run game is also improved, but Legarrett Blunt is unlikely to play. That means a lot of Carry on Johnson, who's a rookie. He had his first hundred-yard game and the team's first hundred-yard game in literally years against the patriots a few weeks ago but this this run offense is is average at best right now and tj lang the right guard you know packer fans obviously know that name uh, is is dealing with a concussion and he may not play now in a game where mike daniels and kenny clark are going to need to create pressure up the middle that is a huge loss for the detroit lions and here's here's an interesting subplot here the Packers are the number one blitzing team in the NFL by passer rating, allowing a passer rating under 30 when they blitz. Outrageous. Matthew Stafford has a passer rating when pressured this season of just 48.6. Perfect's 158.3. I don't know why it's 158.3, but it is. 48.6 is really bad. In fact, it's 32nd in the NFL. And by my count, there are only 32 teams in the league. Now, he's not last because more than 32 quarterbacks have been under pressure so far this season, but when Green Bay can create pressure, they're going to get in advantageous situations with this offense. They have to be able to consistently add pressure and they have to be able to do it at least sometimes without bringing additional guys. And the problem with doing that is right now, Stafford is 8th in the league among regular starters in terms of the lowest pressure percentage. So he is... So, in terms of protecting the quarterback, this is a top 10 pass protection unit over the first quarter of the season. Now, part of that is Matthew Stafford is getting the ball out quickly, but part of it is Taylor Decker is playing while Ricky Wagner is playing while Green Bay is going to struggle getting pressure off the edge when they don't blitz. They're going to have to create pressure up the middle, which sets up, as I said, ideally given the injury to TJ Lang. Now... Frank Ragnall, the rookie left guard, he has played well so far this season, but I think Green Bay could be able to run some games up front and get these offensive linemen a little out of sorts. That's something they've been really good so far. That's why their blitzes have been so effective, because they're showing pressure and dropping out, and sometimes showing pressure and bringing it, but it's not the pressure you think is coming. And we've seen it be effective against Mitch Trubisky and Josh Allen and... Kirk Cousins and Alex Smith to some degree, I would say Matthew Stafford is better, more talented than all those quarterbacks, but he's not necessarily smarter pre-snap than all those quarterbacks. Alex Smith, a a very cerebral, very smart veteran quarterback. I think Kirk Cousins, same thing. So I don't know that Matthew Stafford, for as talented as he is, is going to be any more effective when Green Bay does decide to blitz. The question is going to be how often do you? And I think part of that is going to depend on how well they're able to stop the run. Now, now Detroit football outsiders, this is another fun stat that they have. It's called adjusted line yards, which basically determines how often your offensive line wins and loses. Detroit is right in the middle, 15th in adjusted line yards. But they have the number one power rank in football right now. And that's one way teams have had success against Green Bay this season is just downhill running so th- they have to get that short up uh, that means Blake Martinez has to play well that means Oren Burks has to play well and Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark need to keep doing what they're doing and eating up these blockers and I mentioned Ben Fennell earlier he writes for the athletic does awesome film breakdowns every Wednesday he comes out with a piece that is absolutely a must read for Packer fans and if you don't have access because you are not subscribed to the athletic what are you waiting for the Athletic is a subscription based publisher of smarter sports coverage for die hard fans. And their model is simple no ads, no pop ups, and no autoplay video. Just authentic, in depth coverage written by journalists who know their team inside and out. Coverage goes way beyond game recaps and trade speculation to provide smarter analysis and a deeper perspective about the teams that you care about. Subscribers will have access to local and national content hundreds of stories a day across the country about all the sports that you care about at the athletic. And right now my listeners can get 40% off a year subscription, just $299 a month. When you go to the athletic.com slash locked on packers, it is case sensitive, all lowercase locked on packers to get 40% off that first year subscription. TheAthletic.com athletic.com slash on packers today. Today's show is also brought to you by Loci. If you haven't heard the name before, well now you have. This company is amazing and it's it's really incredible because the message is just as important as the fashion and the look of these bracelets. You've seen this is this is the perfect time right now. Baseball players, they've got the necklaces, the bracelets, all the swag, all of the superstition that goes into game day. Lokai understands. They come in green and gold. I have two of the green and gold bracelets. They're the beaded bracelets you're familiar with. You've seen them on TV. You've seen them online. They have water from Mount Everest. I'm serious about this. The highest point on earth. And mud from the Dead Sea. The lowest point on earth. And it's a daily reminder to keep balance in your life between the highs and lows. And since Loci is friends of the show, they're offering an exclusive discount. 25% off all game day collection bracelets. Guys, trust me. This is the best deal you're going to get on these bracelets. And when you do get one and I know you're going to, send a picture of it to me on Twitter, send it to the Locked On Packers fan hotline, but use the promo code PACKERS25 when checking out to get that discount. Go to loki.com, L-O-K-A-I.com and use the promo code PACKERS25 to take advantage of this amazing deal. All right, the Lions defense, and this is where Green Bay has an opportunity to really take advantage. Uh, I've said all week that This is an opportunity. The the Packers' defense needed a get-right game, and they got one with Josh Allen. Well, Green Bay's offense needs a get-right game, and this is it. This is it. There is no edge pass rush on this team. Kerry Hyder, Deshaun Hand is going to have to play a lot, and he's a solid player, but he is not a dominating player. The interior with Sylvester Williams and Ricky Jean-Francois is not anything super special. Sean Robinson, there's just not a lot here. And Eli Harold is a retread. Uh, Christian Jones is a retread at linebacker. So is Devon Kennard. And they have Jared Davis in the middle, who has been really disappointing. Um, Beyond Darius Slay, this defense does not have a ton of talent. Quandre Diggs is on the injury report. Tavon Wilson, the backup safety, is on the injury report. So they have Glover Quinn, Darius Slay, and that's pretty much it. Nevin Lawson is the other corner. Behind him, Jalen Tabor, who has not been good for this team, Jamal Agnew. It's a bunch of really it's a bunch of no ones. And this is this is really an opportunity if the Packers had all their, their primary pieces in the passing game to really take advantage. The problem is if you're gonna have to play Jamon Moore and Marquez Valdez Scantling, that really reduces the opportunities that you're gonna have to to take advantage of those matchups. But this is the best part for Green Bay. Is right now the Lions are 27th defending tight ends, 24th defending running backs, and 28th defending number one receivers. Those are all um, you know, bottom 10 obviously numbers, bottom five, six. This is not ideal against a team where Aaron Rodgers said just a few days ago they need more Devontae Adams. They need more Jimmy Graham, and they need more Aaron Jones. Okay, so more Devontae Adams, number one receiver. More Jimmy Graham, that's defending tight ends. More Aaron Jones, that's defending running backs. This is the matchup. This is the week for Green Bay to say, okay, we're going to force feed Devontae Adams. Darius Slay, you think you've got Devontae? Let's see what you got. Detroit doesn't have anyone to cover Jimmy Graham if he is even close to healthy. And Green Bay has found effective ways to scheme their tight ends open so far this season. And I would expect that they're going to play with more two-two tight end personnel just given the circumstances here. They're going to want to run the ball. And they're going to want to create mismatches that way. I think you're going to see a lot of spread where there's five wide, but there's only two receivers on the field where you've got multiple tight ends and a running back. I Again, I'll keep saying this until I speak it into existence. Put Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones on the field at the same time. And I think this is going to be a high Ty Montgomery week because his ability to split out and do things in the passing game will be a critical piece in a week where you don't have Randall Cobb and you don't have Geronimo Allison. Now, we don't know for sure those guys aren't going to play. Allison could come through concussion protocol. I think he's at the point in his career where if he can get through concussion protocol he can play without practicing but it would be good to see him out there on saturday we just these things are so important to get right and so important to be conservative with that i don't think green bay is going to feel the need to rush this because the defense isn't good i mean it's just really not good and and detroit i talked about that adjusted line yard stat well for defenses Detroit is the second worst defensive front in football in adjusted line yards. They're really bad at the second level and they are the worst open field defense against the run in football. So that means Aaron Jones get into space. Ty Montgomery gets into space. They can turn four yards into 14, into 25. And that, if they can get that part of the offense going, it obviously mitigates the need for Randall Cobb and Jeronimo Allison to have quality backups. Overall, this is, this is again, just not a good defense. 27th in DVOA, 28th against the pass, 27th against the run. They're just bad. They're just not a good defense. And when you look around the roster, it's hard to look at uh, anywhere on the roster except at Darius Slay and say, that's a really good player. That's a really top-tier player. If you put these two defenses side-by-side, based on talent, I mean, Green Bay... They, they crush the Lions on talent. And so that, I think, more than anything is is the way that, that Green Bay has the advantage. It's weird to say that the biggest advantage Green Bay has one-to-one over another team is their defense, but we saw what this defense is capable of doing against Buffalo. I think they're going to be able to create some similar opportunities to get to Stafford, and Stafford will throw the ball up for grabs. He will go trust his receivers. While Green Bay has much better... Ball skills at cornerback than they've had to face a to face a Matthew Stafford offense in a really long time. So that could play a potentially big role in determining the outcome of this game. Green Bay is better equipped than they've been in a long time from a personnel standpoint to take on this Detroit Lions passing attack. And on the flip side, Detroit is not at all equipped to deal with this offense in in any way, shape, or form. In on no level are they are they. Do they have an advantage? And you would think, okay, Darius Slay, that is great, except Devontae Adams has continued to be productive against Tredavious White, Xavier Rhodes, Kyle Fuller. I mean, any any team that the Packers have faced so far this season, Devontae Adams has continued to produce and continued to score, find ways to get into the end zone. I expect that to continue this week, although Darius Slay is a very good player. He can't do it. Alone. All right, tomorrow, final injury word and report. Hopefully, it'll be a short podcast. We'll be able to take some of your questions. And then it's Packers-Lions, their first game on artificial turf so far this season. And that's a place where Rodgers generally shines. Uh, they, they need to get off to a fast start, especially with the noise that can happen in that dome, though. I don't know how engaged Lions fans will be. They, they do generally get up for the Packers, but we will see. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnPackers. You can find us on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook. You can even leave a review on Facebook, though. Leave a review on iTunes. You know what? Do this. Copy and paste. Put one on iTunes. Put one on Facebook. Let everyone know that you like the show so more people can find us. And anytime you want to let your voice be heard, Reach out to the Locked On Packers fan hotline at 920-341-3775 and let us know how you are staying locked on, Packers.